Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm Andrea Claussen, and today I sat down to interview Kate McGee. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. All right, so a little background on Kate. Kate McGee is a holistic health coach and yoga teacher whose passion it is to help women all around the world create abundant health in all areas of their lives, develop deep self-love, and the confidence to start living the life they really want. So Kate and I um, are actually in a mastermind together, and um, she does wonderful work for women all around the world. Right now, she's actually living in Hungary, and we kind of discuss all of her world travels in today's interview. So I'm really excited if anyone's interested in just learning more about gratitude and, you know, fitness, health, nutrition, and we really break down how to kind of stay healthy over the holidays and do it in a way that doesn't feel like you're compromising, um, you know, giving up that family bonding time as well while still maintaining your health goals. So that is what we discussed today, and I'm super excited for you guys to be, um, just learn a little bit more about Kate. Um, And along with the interview, before we get started, I do want to mention, because tomorrow actually starts my um, holiday chill challenge, and that is a daily challenge, either it's a fitness, nutrition, or self-care act that you'll perform um, each day. And that finishes up, I believe, on December 26th is the last day of the challenge. And so it's a fun little thing and just a little daily reminder to keep moving over the holidays. And then we share all of that on Instagram as well. And then I'm giving away prizes to people um, at the end of the challenge. So I will be picking two winners to receive a couple books that I have um, picked out that I found amazing this past year. So if you're interested in joining the challenge, um, you can head on over to my website at Sapphire Training. And then right on that homepage, there is a button to sign up for the holiday challenge. So if anyone's interested and it's free, it's awesome. Um, It's a great community of women joining in on that challenge. So you can find it there. Without further ado, let's hop into today's interview with Kate McGee. Yeah, I'm so excited today on the Peaceful Power podcast. Um, I have one of my mastermind girls. So um, I know Kate very well, and I'm so excited to introduce you to... um, Kate, so Kate, take it over and tell us a little about yourself. Hi, well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited about that. So my name's Kate McGee, and I'm a health coach and yoga teacher. I'm originally from Australia, but I've been living in Budapest in Hungary for on and off for the last four years, and living abroad for about the last 10 years, so moving around the world with my husband's job and different jobs of my own and uh, trying to carve out a life abroad and it's been absolutely amazing. That sounds awesome. So how did you kind of stumble into entrepreneurship? Is it because you guys travel so much? Because I know I always see you guys traveling everywhere on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 um, a very lucky life that we have. I feel very blessed to be able to travel as much as we do. But absolutely, um, the entrepreneurship definitely came about from that. So originally back home in Australia, I was a radiographer, so I worked in the medical industry in the hospitals, taking x-rays and CT and that sort of thing. And before we left Australia, I worked in a, um, a place called Darwin, so it's a, up the top of Australia. It's a, a very not remote kind of place, and um, we get a lot of high trauma there, so there's an indigenous population that's quite sick, and working in the hospital for a few years... 
I needed a bit of a break from being around that sort of people being so sick all the time. So we decided, okay, we wanted to travel. So we, we would take our chances and go to Dubai and see if we could make a life there. And we did that. And over the course of the last eight years, we have moved a lot to different countries. And, and fortunately, the last six or so have been with my husband's job. So that sort of has meant for me that each time we've gone somewhere new, I've had to uh, either reinvent myself or somehow use the skills that I had from a, a radiography standpoint to um, do other things. And um, after a while, that kind of gets a little bit harder to do, and especially when I came to Hungary. And not being able to speak Hungarian was quite a challenge. So I ended up teaching English for a while and really feeling like I needed to find something for me that I could take with us every time we moved. And I would really wanted to have something that was an online business. So um, I got to a point where we were actually living in Pakistan at the time. Wow. That, yeah, that I really hit a point where I was like, okay, I need to find something for me. And I was feeling a bit disillusioned and actually did one of our friends, Laurie Harder's online course, The, the Bliss Habit. And it was through this program that there was one particular question that she asked in this program that really unlocked it for me that I wasn't following my dreams and, and what I really wanted to do with my life. And for such a long time, I thought I needed to find out what my passion was and I didn't feel like there was something or something burning in me that was I was passionate about. But when I realized what it was that I spent most of my time thinking about and researching and, you know, my focus of my life was, was being healthy and mm-hmm being the best, healthiest version of myself and wanting to be fit and, and make good choices. And I felt that uh, I'd reached a point where I was researching and trying to find out how to do that. But I would read one week that this was healthy and the next week that this isn't so healthy. And I got really confused and thought, okay, well, it's time for me to figure out once and for all, you know, what is good for me. And that's when I stumbled across the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and, and Health Coaching and pretty much decided to start straight away. I had a friend who'd done the course and I spoke to her and she said it would be wonderful. She loved it and and that you could create a business out of it. So I did start purely to fuel my own personal interest to find out, you know, what it was to be healthy once and for all. And then while in the course, I um, part of it, the second part of it was how to make a business out of this and how to do the coaching. And I absolutely fell in love with the coaching aspect and, um, then being able to, to help people create that kind of healthy lifestyle and the life they really want um, through coaching. So that's kind of how I came to be in the entrepreneur space. That's awesome. So how many years have you yeah. been an entrepreneur? So there'd be two now. So I finished studying a few years ago and it's been a full, yeah, just over a year now as um, graduated and into my second year. Oh, that's so great. So yeah. one of the things that you had just that you had mentioned where, you know, you were kind of tired of weeding through the information where, you know, one, you know, site says this, something else says this, one expert says yeah. this, and all the confusing information. I totally I find the same thing. So what yeah. is something that you do to kind of help people weed through that information? You know, how do you help simplify it for people? Well, one of the things that I loved about the course that I did was that for me I really felt like I finally was being presented with people that I could trust the information from. 
And I think it's really about finding this kind of sources that you can trust because sometimes we can Google things mm -hmm. and the first 10 things that come up are really not the websites we should be reading. Mm -hmm. So finding a trusted source and maybe that's asking a trainer or, you know, your health coach or something like that for advice and, you know, looking for the right leadership because there's a lot of just back and forth. And for me it was to stop reading and I, you know, you can read these magazines if you like, but things like sometimes women's health, you know, they advertise one thing that's not so healthy and then, you know, in another breath they're saying it is or they're quoting these vague studies all the time. And I just feel like if you really want quality information, you've got to find a quality resource. So I think that's super important is, you know, doing a little bit more research to find people that are well-renowned and it's really now what I'm loving is that there's a lot of doctors who are entering into functional medicine and seeing that health is so much more about or so much more than just giving someone a pill or um, trying to treat the, their symptoms and they're also now turning around to focus on what is the actual cause and that is so much and so many so much of the time it's lifestyle and it's diet and it's you know the stress in our life and it is partly then you know what I can do as a health coach is help people see that um, it's not just the food we eat and it's just how little we exercise it is the stress in our life it is the quality of our relationships and it's how much we enjoy our job that has such a huge influence on what we eat how often we exercise and you know how those two elements really play out in our life and and sometimes it's about looking at everything else before we even get to the food you know Yes, I yeah. love that. I mean, working all about the preventing it rather than, you know, always constantly feeling we're on the hamster wheel. And we're like, oh, we're behind again. We're behind again. We're sick again. You know, rather than yeah. saying, okay, why am I getting sick? Exactly, exactly. What factors in my life are running me down uh, on the inside that are, is compromising my actual physiology inside my body? You know, like stress is a major contributor to, you know, so many things that we experience in our life. And then we throw in that a poor diet and you know, it's an uphill battle. And just taking medication then for, for something like that is only treating the way you feel. It doesn't does not treat the cause. So taking the time to invest in understanding what lifestyle factors have caused the way you feel or a disease that you have or an illness that you have is a huge part of your recovery. Yes. Yeah, and I also like the advice that you had said about, you know, kind of following certain people. And that's where I feel like even as like a business owner, you know, it's kind of the same thing. You have to really be, you know, picking and choosing, okay, you know, I can listen to, there's so many great people out there, mm -hmm. but you have to pick, okay, if I'm following 10 people's advice, like everyone has a slightly different take on it. And then what happens, you know, is people get lost, you know, and I, yeah. I find it the same with business and with fitness. Cause I've been talking about mm -hmm. this, um, with one of my clients who's working at starting her own business. And that's the right. same thing is I'm like, okay, she's like, well, this fitness article says this, but you don't believe mm -hmm. that. And I was like, yeah, no, because I've, I've studied and I've learned. I'm like, but we don't, do you know who the author is? Do we know this? And a lot of the times when you Google stuff, they pay you to be on that first page. So pay exactly. attention to that too. Like this organization might have a lot of money. So then their stuff is yeah. pushed to the top. So those are like little things that, you know, we don't always think about as consumers, but we should because we're like, okay, I keep changing what I'm doing for my fitness or my nutrition based on the local or the recent diet that's going on. And then, Absolutely. you know, we tend to just always be in that cycle of, okay, well, this, I'm over this, what's the next new thing, rather than finding yeah. something that's just going to stick. So is there any yeah. advice for people on, you know, how do you help people find, like, even nutrition or fitness, something that's just going to stick for them? 
I think the most important thing that you can do to help you find something that can stick is to start to understand your own body. So you know how you feel when you eat wheat. You know how you feel when you eat coconut oil or you know how your body reacts when you have high fat diet, low fat diet, that sort of thing. So our body is sort of like um, our best instrument to experiment with different ways of eating, different ways of exercising. And every single person on the planet is completely different. Not only how we look, but how our bodies react and um, respond to exercise and food. So there is no one diet. And we shouldn't follow a diet anyway because, you know, there's a, that's a whole topic about, you know, it's, it's setting ourselves up to just suffer, have a whole list of things we can't eat. And the better thing to do and to live a life that you really enjoy is to start to understand how your body works, what works for you in terms of food and experimenting. And there is really just, okay, maybe you take an idea like paleo and you give it a try. And you, you eat the meals and you, you eat that style of, of cooking and that sort of thing. And you, you, after every meal, like, ask yourself, how do I feel? Do I feel energized? Do I feel satisfied? Do I feel bloated? Do I feel tired? Like, how is this style of eating affecting me? And then a couple of hours later, like, checking in again, saying, okay, well, how about now? So perhaps you ate straight away and you felt great. A couple of hours later, do you still feel great? Maybe that works for you. So experimenting you know give it six weeks try that style of eating is it actually also looking at saying is it really really hard to follow this like am I out and about and struggling to find the food that I need it's also about um, seeing if this style of eating is making it actually really difficult for you so maybe it is you feel like you're obsessing about food or you're constantly thinking about how you're going to eat this way, then really that style of eating doesn't work for you either because it's just causing you stress. So finding things that work for you and really, really, especially if it comes to weight and our health, how does it make you feel when you eat that certain type of food? And it, you know, ties in with sort of allergies and things like that. A lot of people can eat wheat, a lot of people can't. And whether you can or you can't is you understanding how you feel after you eat it. And I know for myself um, that when it comes to things like saturated fats and I can hear myself. <laughs> you sound good on my end. Okay. All right. Let me say, say that again. Um, and I know for myself that when I eat, you know, too many processed foods or I eat a high-fat crappy diet like that's instantly I could almost just rub the food onto my thighs so it's something that I'm conscious of and I also know which foods that if I'm if I choose to eat them then I'm going to feel really tired and bloated afterwards so really getting into in tune with your own body and I also think another great way to to make changes that you want to make is instead of when you're out and about looking at a menu and reading it and going oh my god chocolate this and you know crumbed that uh, reading with your eyes and your mind and sort of going oh wow that sounds amazing a, a tool that I use and that I, I absolutely love is really checking in with what my body wants so when I read a menu I'm actually kind of using my stomach to have a conversation with the menu and I will literally imagine or at least try to feel what the steak will feel like in my stomach 
or what the fish will feel like in my stomach or what the pasta will feel like in my stomach because I have listened to my body in the past and know that if I ate the plate of pasta, I'm going to feel really full, really tired, really uncomfortable. Maybe if I eat the steak, I'll feel okay, but, you know, it comes with this sauce, so that doesn't make me feel great. But if I eat the fish and the vegetables, I know already instantly I get this feeling of lightness inside of me. So I try to, and it's a practice, um, use that tool when I'm out and about, and I really feel like that gives me uh, the best chance to eat well, feel my best, and choose the foods that my body actually really, really wants. I love that. I've never heard that before where you can yeah. uh, you just imagine what it feels like. That's a yeah, useful like, tip. It's really literally just like reading that item in the menu and then just checking with my stomach and saying, okay, how does that feel? And I, I can even just thinking about a pasta, a plate of pasta or some fish, like I can feel that difference. And, yeah, it's just getting in tune with your own body and knowing what works for you. Uh, yeah, that is wonderful. One of the things that I've kind of been studying um, is an Ayurveda program that I'm going through, and they really break down, like, every meal. You're supposed to be just, at least for the first few weeks, you know, keeping track of what you're eating and then how it makes you feel. And I yeah. love doing that. And even if I don't do it all the time, but it really helps me, um, you know, because I did it for, like, a month now. Like, after mm-hmm. I eat a meal, I'm like, smiley face or sad face you know like I'm kind of thinking about it without having to continue to write it down because I'm like nope my body did not like that um and I've been eating early lighter dinners and I notice that makes me feel wonderful compared to like if you eat I kind of flip-flop lunch and dinner now so my big meal is lunch so Mm -hmm. even if it's healthy you know that I was eating later at night I still felt kind of you know just a heaviness before you go to bed but like having soups or salads at night and then going Mm -hmm. to bed and eating fairly early or like eight at five or five thirty now I'm like wow mm-hmm. I really do have more energy the next day like yeah. those are little things that you start noticing and um mm-hmm. one of the things I was talking to actually just today with a trainer and we were like yeah sometimes you don't know how bad you feel until mm. you notice how good you can <laughs> feel exactly that's a fantastic point and 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 you know exactly like so many people ask me um what do you think about wheat and gluten and things like that like could I be intolerant I'm like well find out if you are like take something out of your diet for a while or, or your your eating and and see how you feel without it and there's a great way that we do this as a health coach as well as with an eliminate elimination diet so some of the the key triggers for people are wheat dairy um eggs and sometimes citrus and soy so a great way to find out what really works for you if you have some intolerance to something is to remove those things from your diet and and not have them for about four weeks and then bring one of them back in for a week and you're going to feel instantly if this works for you or not because your body's had a chance to sort of be free of it and again like you just described you're probably going to even notice in that four weeks more vibrancy and more energy, better sleep. Maybe there's something. So exactly, I love what you said that you don't know that you'll feel terrible until you you feel better. Yeah, that's yeah, that's something that's I think definitely um, you know teachable most people, and you might not know it until you try it, and you're like, oh yes. wow, okay, there is a difference. Exactly. Yeah, experiment. Like your body is the greatest tool to tell you what's good for you, and and then you asked me before as well with exercise. It's exactly the same thing, and. Uh, I can tell you to go running and lift weights, but your body may not respond that way um, or respond well to that depending on your build or, um, you know, your your physical history. 
Um, and you might love belly dancing or you might love yoga and your body might really respond to that. So it is the same thing and getting out and trying all kinds of exercise and different classes and, and something that you enjoy. I think that's the most important thing when it comes to finding motivation and something that you can stick with with exercise is something that you enjoy because you want it to be a pleasure, not a chore. Yes. So I'm yeah. curious, like as we're talking, like nutrition and health and you know, just fitness or something that you seem to be really passionate about. Is this something that's mm -hmm. always been part of your life or did you just come into it as you got older or when did that kind of start? Yeah, no, this has been something that I think is what has been for my whole life. Um, growing up in Australia, we're very, or at least we were in my generation, <laughs> a very sporty nation. We are still a sporting nation, but as kids, when I grew up, you tried every sport until you found your thing. And for me, I wasn't the most coordinated child, so I tried a lot of things and I wasn't very good at them. And then eventually I found swimming. So I think I might have been seven or eight when I started to do swimming. And I swam competitively until I was about 16 um, and then played water polo for the last few years of, of high school. I did a little bit of netball in between there. Not so great at that either, but I did enjoy it. And then as I got older, I really did enjoy being healthy and I think having that upbringing really did help. Um, there were a few years when I left home and, you know, moved out of home into the city and had a great lifestyle that I didn't exercise as much, but I always came back to it. It was always a tool or something that um, when I felt out of sorts, I would come back to exercise as my way of getting myself right or reducing my stress or allowing myself to sort of find a balance in my life again and and um as I got a bit older and moved up to Darwin it was a big part of my life I had a great job where I worked eight to four and I would ride my bike to work and some days not every day but some days I'd go for a swim at the pool at the hospital on my lunch break and then I'd ride my bike to the gym in the afternoon and do a class and that was the the fittest I think I've ever been but I really do enjoy that feeling of um, exerting myself and being out of breath and feeling like I've achieved something. And then obviously feeling strong and feeling capable and feeling fit. Like it's a, it's a beautiful feeling to have and something that I always am trying to find a perfect balance for because I am just like everybody else. I fall off the wagon, life happens, I get busy um and I it's one of those first things that kind of slips for me so you know trying to find the perfect way to fit it all in and feel my best is always something that I'm striving for and and I think it's important for you know my clients to know too that that happens to me as well so mm -hmm. we're all human yes oh yeah I yeah. totally agree yeah. and that's where people are always like oh you didn't want to work out today I was like no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's not like every day I'm like, yes, let's go to a workout. You know, I'm like, yeah, probably but I, more days than not, you know, for me, that is the case. But there are yeah. days and then they're like, oh, OK. I'm like, even if it does become a lifestyle, you still do have to like consciously make those decisions every day. Yeah, absolutely. But what I love about what you do is that you squeeze it in wherever you can. And that's that is something that even for me that I need to start doing as well and I, I just love it because you you accumulating stuff over the period of the day and you're getting in what you can when you can and that is just as good right totally and thank you thank yeah. you so much I think becoming a mom has definitely made me be like okay well I don't have the leisure of kind of yeah. postponing my workout like now it's like mm -hmm. 
okay, I have gym time right now before I go to my Uh next class. Like, this is the time to work out. And so I think in some regards, like, that's kind of forced me to be like, okay, I might not feel like I work, I want to work out, but like, literally, if I miss this window, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) and that's wonderful. So I know you also do yoga. Like, you Mm -hmm. didn't really talk about it in your upbringing. How did you kind of get introduced to yoga and what made you decide to become a yoga teacher? Well, I I think I've always had a curiosity about yoga. I did try it a few times when I was younger, but um, I did never really develop much of a practice. And in the last couple of years, I just felt a really strong calling to to find a class. And and at the time, up to to starting my yoga practice, I was going to the gym a lot and really wanted to find something to sort of complement all the weightlifting and give me a stretch. And I haven't got the best posture so I really wanted to work on stretching out my back and improving my posture and and it just kind of happened I was on Instagram one day um, here in Budapest flicking through accounts and I came across a girl that I'd been following saying something about opening a studio in Budapest and she was from Canada so I was a little bit confused and I messaged her and said you know are you really here and she said yep I'm here for a year and it turns out that her studio was around the corner from my house and I'd been looking for a class in English, which was hard to find here. And yeah. so I rocked up for one of her first classes and we hit it off. I loved the style of yoga. I loved the style of her class. And, and at first I really was just going consistently to help me improve my flexibility and to get that stretch. And then I started to discover because the style of yoga was power yoga that it was actually a really good workout. Mm. And then a a couple of months of doing this consistently, I remember looking in the mirror one day just going, oh, my God, you know, what what happened to my shoulders? Like there's (laughs) definition and my abs were stronger. And it really took me by surprise because I didn't think that that's what yoga could do. I I had always just thought that it was stretching. Mm. Um, So I was really surprised and nicely surprised that, um, it was working my body the way that it did. And it was such a fun thing to keep going consistently. And at first those poses being either, you know, impossible and working your way up to having that strength to then, you know, doing the full pose and taking it a little bit further. So it was, it's beautiful practice that you can just constantly be improving yourself just a little bit and a little bit. And and the teacher that I had, I, I really loved her because she would weave in just some really great little bits of yoga wisdom to help you sort of understand why you're feeling that resistance on the mat and, and you know, when we want to get out of the pose, that's the perfect start time to stay in the pose because, you know, when you can hold on through the, the tough times, you know, you grow and so many great little bits of wisdom from yoga that you can take to your to your own life and I just was sold on it really quickly. So it was through her then that um, I became a teacher because she was only here temporarily and I I was terrified of how was I going to do yoga when she was gone Um, because she's such a great teacher that she ended up running a yoga teacher training while she was here and um, I decided, okay, fine, let's do it. And it was really just so that I could do it at home but then I've – started to teach and I just absolutely love teaching it's um it's been wonderful so what style do you primarily teach and practice now is it still power yoga yes so I teach power yoga which is kind of like vinyasa flow um it's just got we use upbeat music and it's really quite fun can have the room heated 
Um, but it's just quite a dynamic, great workout. I really, really love it. Nice. So no weights for yours. No, no weights. Yeah, because no. that's where when I always think power yoga. I think in the US, we probably <laughs> yeah. think like the core power, the, like the classes with the weights. So yes, yeah, so that's good to uh-huh. know. Yeah, no, yeah, no power yoga, no weights, but but definitely going to get your sweat on. And I love that you said that too with, um, you know, you not realizing like, oh my goodness, like I'm getting a workout. I can see shoulder definition from doing this. Yes. And, you know, and you're not using, you know, the dumbbells or the weights. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. all, you know, just body weight workout. And I think sometimes that sometimes, you know, when people are thinking about going to a class, they're like, oh, I really feel like a workout today, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm supposed to do yoga. And then mm-hmm. they actually do a class and they're like, okay, this is not what I was thinking yoga was going to be. So that's yes. something I love that you kind of are, you know, telling people that it's, there's so many different kinds of yoga. And, you know, if you want to lay down and hold poses, you can, or if you want a little bit more movement, there are styles of yoga that hit that as well. Absolutely. And I had a couple of students, new students last week that I think they were coming expecting it to be the relaxation kind. And they're a little bit shocked that they sweated as much as they did, but they are coming back next week. So that's a positive. That's great. (laughs) Yes. They discovered something new. Yeah, exactly. So is there any advice that you have for, you know, people who might not have tried yoga before and they're kind of new into it? Is there any advice that you have for those? I would definitely say to to try out different types of yoga and find what works for you. Again, like we were saying before, you know, everybody's different. Everybody is looking for something different. You enjoy different things. For me, it was that more physical side and the upbeat music and, and my teacher in particular. Um, I have gone on to other places and done power yoga classes with different teachers who didn't quite have the manner that she had, that the class was great, but I was looking for that little bit more that she added and really, yeah, finding a teacher as well that you love because yoga can be so much more than just the workout. It can be um, a lot of mindset and just lifestyle and a beautiful way to start thinking differently about our lives and using so much that we can learn from yoga and taking that back to our life. That if you have that kind of teacher, it can really create a bigger shift in your life than just changing your body. So I would recommend trying different styles, trying different teachers and and finding what works for you and then really just sticking with it because definitely at first if you've never done something like that, it can be quite or it can seem quite difficult, but you will feel some amazing changes very quickly and the more consistently you go, um, you are going to get those poses and you're going to feel really great when you finally can do that crow pose or that balancing pose. And it's, it's just you improving you every single time. And I really like that. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. you know, kind of in line with that, cause I know you recently did like a 31 day gratitude challenge mm-hmm. on Instagram. So yes. I know you had some huge takeaways from this. So what are some that you can share with us and how we can kind of incorporate them into our daily lives? Yeah, this was something that I had no idea was going to affect me the way that it did. I simply felt the need to do something different in my life. I, I, I know I have an amazing life that I should be grateful for every single day and I kind of lost track of that and just life was a bit crazy. So I thought, yeah, let's do 31 Days of Gratitude. And, and at first it was really just the surface stuff. Like I was really grateful for my my warm cup of coffee in the morning and the sunshine and things like that. And then it sort of turned into this thing where I would wake up in the morning and, you know, sun would be coming in the window or my cat would be quietly sleeping on the bed. And I instantly could feel, wow, I'm really grateful to, to notice and experience that. So I was starting to then have this daily 
gratitude was starting from the minute that I woke up. And I think it then sort of snowballed into this thing where I was just walking around constantly observing my life and seeing the beauty that's in it and in everything. And what I think really sums it up is that by being grateful and and not just at the end of the day writing a list but trying to bring it into your everyday moments brings you to the moment and in any given moment you are so grateful for everything around you that there's it's almost impossible to feel stressed out worried and the biggest thing for me was that about day 25 day 26 that I realized that that negative voice in my head, that that one that was always telling me that I wasn't, you know, wasn't working hard enough, wasn't doing enough, you haven't done this yet, you're you haven't done that very well, all that sort of stuff, you know, you skipped another workout or whatever, it was gone because I'd started to really live from a place of gratitude. Like every single day. I was able to find gratitude and as I went on, as I said, I started to find that gratitude first thing in the morning and just being out and about, I can remember being in the supermarket and seeing someone and their child and just thinking, you know, how beautiful that was and their innocence and, you know, I don't know, lots of little things that in that moment I could stand there and go, wow, I'm so grateful for that. And so in doing that, you really are able to shut down that, that voice inside our head that wants to have that negative chit chat and, you know, undermine us because how can you have that when you're feeling so full of gratitude and so much love for everything and you're just, you're just kind of like smiling from the inside out. So it was massive for me and I have tried to continue to do that um, since then. And, and anytime I feel any kind of voice in my head that wants to, bring me down or whatever I just just come back to gratitude like it's a super powerful practice and I think you know it's so easy for us to say oh we should be grateful blah 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 but when you really put it into action and you do it daily and and take it from actually just writing things at the end of the day but actually physically finding moments in your day to stop and be grateful it has such a massive impact on on how we experience the world the interactions that we have and and our own internal world. So it's been super powerful for me. I, I absolutely loved it. So I can recommend this to anyone um, feeling, you know, unhappy or like there's not enough or just feeling any kind of dissatisfaction in their lives or like there should be more. Start with gratitude. It's it's incredible. It's the, it's the For me, I think it's the thing that fixes everything because it really does bring us to a place of abundance and just that there is so much we can be happy for. And and when we are grateful, there just is no space for the negativity or fear or limitation. It's was a yeah, huge realization for me. That that's incredible. Especially that you yeah. kind of are noticing like, wow, I'm talking to myself differently by the end of the 31 days. Like I'm being yeah. kinder to me. Because I am taking the time to notice those things. I totally had a visual of you when you said your cat napping in the window. I was like, oh, I can just visualize that now. You know, and just being like, wow, yeah. I, my cat naps too. And I've never been like, oh, I'm grateful for this. You know, and I should be. And that's, you know, like just changing your, you know, perspective of things. Being like, no, I should be grateful that I am, you know, yeah. and, you know, doing a podcast recording and all of those things mm-hmm. that you might just take for granted in your daily life. 
Yeah, and it's just it's slowing down and it's becoming present. And I, I think that's really what it does because it forces you in any given moment to say, okay, what's great about right now? You know, and I, I do say this to my clients as well is when you start to feel stressed or overwhelmed, like just take a moment and in any given situation, and I think even in what can seem like a stressful, negative, terrible situation or challenging time, there's so much we can be grateful for. We can find gratitude in something that changes us, that is a experience that on paper isn't a happy experience, but there's always something we can take away, learn from and be grateful for because we're never going to be the same person again. And that's, that's most probably a good thing. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, and kind of staying, I guess, with the grateful theme, you know, the holiday seasons are kind of coming upon us very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes staying grateful through the holiday seasons can be challenging because <laughs> it gets so busy. So how do you have people kind of stay present but still stay motivated to kind of stick with their health goals at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually just put together a little ultimate survival holiday guide. So that has a few tips in there. But um, I think really to stick with your goals this Christmas when things get a bit crazy, it is really just sticking with what works for you. And so if you currently are working out and you currently have got some good habits with your meals and things like that. Remember that the holiday season, just because it's the holiday season and there's lots of chances to indulge, like it's just another day, right? It's just another meal. Um, It's not the last time that we're ever going to see, you know, stuffing or Christmas pudding or whatever. We can enjoy ourselves without having to, to blow all of our good habits. Like, I think a lot of it is planning and thinking ahead and asking yourself, okay, how do I want to feel? And I think, especially when it's a weight goal or it's a health goal, it has so much to do with food. And and this time of year, especially in my house, it's just so much food and so much eating um, that really it's about, okay, being conscious and going, okay, do I actually need to eat all that food? Like Mm. it is just another meal. And, Planning ahead and, and a great way to do it and something that I talk about in my my uh, guide is the approach to life as 80-20 and um, approaching Christmas as 80-20 and allowing yourself that space to have that 20% of indulgence and, you know, making some better choices for the majority of that Christmas day or Thanksgiving and, um, and then you can have, you know, a huge slice of cake at the end of the day and you can have the ice cream with it because 80% of your day, you you know, you made a better choice. You did skip down the sweets and you maybe had the, you know, healthier snacks instead and allowing yourself to have those things that you want that in that balance of 80-20. I think that's a really great way to do it. But then sticking with your workouts, just knowing that those things work for you and like you love to do, like just getting in 10 minutes if you can, like that's that's perfect. You know, if it's 10 minutes in the morning and maybe you can go for a walk in the afternoon, like that's better than zero. It keeps you moving. And knowing that the holiday season is going to end and you just want to keep working as much as you can, even if it's a tiny little bit at a time, towards the goals that you have and just being mindful, like staying conscious of your choices. And I think that's super important is, is consciously saying, okay, you know, 
this is still my goal. Yes, it is a silly season and, you know, okay, I can have a little bit more of indulgence, but it doesn't have to be a complete blowout. You know, I can still enjoy myself and be healthy at the same time, but it takes conscious choices, conscious thinking and a little bit of planning ahead. Yes. I I mean, if you're staying present and kind of being grateful for the moment, those are the times that we can slow down and say, is this going to make me feel better or is this just going to sit in my stomach and I'm going to feel gross and not want to work out and unmotivated later in the day. So I think that, you know, kind of that full circle of, okay, how am I going to feel? Yeah. And how do I want to feel? You know, do I, do I want to get to the end of Christmas day and go, Oh my God, I shouldn't have eaten all that food. Or I feel so bad because I ate, you know, all the the chocolates and this and that. And then I feel like a terrible person. I can't control myself. And you know, it's, that sort of thing like how do I want to feel okay I'd like to enjoy myself but also feel like I can still move after lunch like it's a conscious choice and yeah being mindful and being grateful that there is all this food and that you don't necessarily need to eat every single bit of it yes well I want to know more about this like free holiday guide that you were talking about can you tell us a little bit more about it yes so um for my business and for my life, my motto is eat, move, heal, thrive. So I've created my ultimate holiday survival guide and broken it down into those four areas to help everybody find the different tools that they need to create the kind of happy, healthy and sane Christmas or holiday season that they need. So I have some healthy recipes in there to really help people bump up the 80 for their day so that they can have the Christmas pudding and truffle or whatever you call it for a dessert. And then I've got some great short workouts. Thanks to you giving me some great hit workouts to share with people as well. And I also have a short yoga video in there as well to help help you with some digestion and just moving your body in a really positive way to help you reduce any stress. There's a meditation in there as well. Um, I think it's it's a really important practice to start to incorporating anybody's life is just a couple of minutes of being silent and and again it's getting present and and realizing that in this moment while everything around me might be crazy I'm okay and meditation is a really beautiful practice for that so I have a short recorded meditation for that as well and I have a few other little extras in there to help people start to think about how they want to feel in 2007 and what we can do this Christmas to get ourselves on track for that. I would like to sign up for this, actually. Yeah, Sounds yeah. amazing. Awesome. <laughs> and so much stuff. Like, that is that was a really good guide. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And, I mean, you know, it's a bit of something for everybody. You can either implement all of it or just take what you need. Yeah. When, where can people sign up for that at? They can sign up for that at www.katemcgee.com forward slash holidays. Perfect. Okay. Yes. And I'll have the link to that in the show notes. So if anyone is wondering where to go, I'll have that on there as well. And then where else do you like to hang out? Where can we connect with you and learn a little bit more about you? You can find me on Facebook. So Kate McGee Health Coach is my Facebook name. And it's also Kate McGee Health Coach on Instagram as well. Perfect. And she does uh, Facebook Lives usually every yes. day? Yes, I am now doing them every weekday. Perfect. Yeah, because I usually yes. try to catch some. Usually it's when I'm sleeping, but in the morning, if I need some inspiration, I usually will put it on in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth and getting ready. (laughs) So she is very motivational. So there, I would highly recommend you guys to connect with her there as well. Thank you. So then I always like to ask 
the last couple questions. One of them is, what does peaceful power mean to you? It's a great question. Um, peaceful power to me is, at first thought, it is finding that balance between effort and ease. Mm -hmm. So, you know, putting in the work where we need to put in the work, but then also taking time for ourselves. And and I love what you do with your peaceful power of your, you know, your strengthening exercises with weights and then your yoga side. And I think that is a really beautiful picture of peaceful power. But, yeah, having having the times of effort, but then making sure that you have the times of ease to take care of yourself because we definitely need that balance. And anyone who's listening that's you know, in the entrepreneur space as well, definitely needs to keep you in mind and peaceful power because we can so much be on the effort side and we need to, you know, really be conscious that we're getting in the ease and the peaceful side. Um, yes, I love this. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to have to use that. I, effort and ease, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's totally exactly what I would do, but I've never used the words effort and ease. And um, I love exactly what that encompasses. So thank you for the sharing that. You're so welcome. <laughs> and then my last question, I always like to throw out a challenge to all the listeners mm -hmm. for the upcoming week. So what challenge would you like to give everyone for the upcoming week? Well, I would like to challenge everyone to try my, well, not my gratitude challenge, but try a gratitude challenge because honestly it was such a powerful thing for me. And, and I would challenge people to take it a little further than at the end of the day writing a list. I would challenge people to being or choosing like three or four times in a day, maybe setting a little reminder on your phone to ding or an alarm to say, okay, in this moment, find something to be grateful for. And really having those moments through the day where we check in with gratitude and we get really present and, and infuse moments of gratitude into our life to really help us start to feel how beautiful, how lucky, how fortunate we truly are and that even if maybe your alarm goes off in the middle of an argument that you can find gratitude in that situation that perhaps, you know, it's with your husband or your boyfriend but really, you know, it's just a surface thing and that you both have passion and that you can be the bigger person and step away or you can stand down and find a solution or whatever it is, you know, finding some moments in your day to actively connect with gratitude rather than just waiting for the end of the day to write a list. So that would be my challenge and start to see how it feels to maybe even be constantly in a state of gratitude or building up to having many moments through your day or just observing constantly and, and connecting with that, how, how it can quiet that voice in your mind and how it can really just make life feel so much more beautiful, so much more light and even how it changes your interactions with people. It was such a great thing for me to do and I would recommend it for everyone and challenge your listeners to try it. Yes, I think I'm going to try that. And that's something that so, I, I usually do at the end of my day. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I really do it throughout my day. Okay. Yeah, try it through the day and like have actual moments. Like be be in the state of gratitude rather than just, you know, I mean, when we write our list, we obviously are thinking about those things and I and I always say to my clients as well, like, when you're writing that down, make sure you're connecting with it, not just thinking about it, but like feel that gratitude. But when you take it into your actual day and you're seeing something happen, like perhaps it's with you, with your son, like stand and actually like challenge yourself to just really feel that gratitude, like be in that moment and be like, wow, that's so beautiful. And 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll that change everything. Sense. I mean, just the powerful message behind it. Yes. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. All right. Well, that wraps up today's interview. And thank you so much again, Kate, for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved it. Yes. So everyone go out there, have a wonderful week and spread your peaceful power. If you're looking to spread more peaceful power in your life, head on over to sapphiretraining.com, spelled S-A, the word fire, training.com for more information about how to spread your peaceful power, as well as if you want a free resource guide on to working out for your body types, that is at the top of our homepage. So go on out there and spread your peaceful power.